Good morning and welcome to the Robin Report. I'm your host, Elliot Robin, so get ready to get trivial. Good morning and welcome to the Rabin Reports Season 6 premiere. I'm your host, Elliot Rabin, and with me for the first time ever is my expert panel made up of Marshall, Daniel, and introducing Tamar. How are you all? Good. Fantastic. Awesome. Very good. Sorry. <laughs> now... Even though we're not on Spirit Live, as per Spirit Live rules and regulations, all opinions expressed are not those of Ryerson or Ryerson faculty and are only those of the individual commentator's viewer discretion is advised. So, before we get to our uh, weekly news segment, because we have a lot to talk about, eh? Uh, let's take a few minutes uh, and let our viewers know about our new panelist, Tamar. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name's Tamar. I'm in my fourth year of uh, media production here at Ryerson. Um, I'm very excited to be here. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm pretty honest, have a lot of uh, straight up opinions. So I'm very excited to add some uh, diversity of thought here. We awesome. always appreciate diversity. Very glad to have you, Tamar. Thank you for coming on. So we have, again, a lot of breaking news. Um, but let's start with something that, uh, Tamar, you have a lot of information on. Um, probably the biggest thing is the RSU because it's been oh it's it's been a time we haven't really talked about that. So Tamar, uh, you're still on the RSU, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm the director. So yes, you are. So um, tell us what's going on with the whole situation with RAM for our viewers that uh, don't know. Um, there has been some uh, mismanagement of funds, to say the least, uh, of about uh, seven hundred thousand dollars, right? Yeah, so... $700,000? Yeah. So, I mean, the number itself, um, I'm not going to speak on just because uh, a lot of things, um, everything pretty much has yet to be um, reconciled. So, until everything's reconciled, like, legally, I'm not going to say, you know, is legit or is not. Um, however, it's very concerning as a student, um, you know, who pays money to the Ryerson Students Union to know that money that I'm paying and that my peers are paying uh, is going to, you know, alcohol and clubs and events that I wasn't invited to. Airbnbs, exactly. Casino-rama. Yeah. What else did I see? Yeah. A bouncy castle, some like show like that. Yeah. Popcorn it's, machine. Yeah. It's, it's pretty <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, some of the stuff like can be... Uh, What's the word? Like um, excused? Like not, it's, not excused. Like you see a lot of money going to allowed? Cineplex. Yeah, and like the Ryerson Student Union, the member services offices, we sell Cineplex tickets at a um, discounted rate. Yeah. So a lot of the the, the uh, purchases were totally legit. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, so the RSU helps subsidize and just give some uh, opportunities for our, for our students. Like, exactly. Like, is there any other stuff that you can think of off the top of your head, like like besides the movie tickets? I know they do like maybe. What like, you mean that was legit or yeah, you mean... that's something that's legit. Yeah, um, like, I guess they do. They used to do like Raptors tickets and stuff like that before. Not right? we don't. I don't think we do that. There's a whole list. There's like yeah. you can go to Bloor Hot Dog Cinema and whatever. Uh, okay, yeah, okay, there's okay. a whole bunch of stuff. But yeah. regardless, like just the the statements were were really shocking after mm -hmm. seeing them. Um, and we are you know co uh, completing well not completing we're starting a uh, forensic audit. I'm actually on the audit committee. Um, so we're starting that in the next, uh, I think, right after reading week. Mm. And we shall see what was uh, legit and what wasn't legit. So. And that's expected to take a couple months, right? Yeah, I think it'll take about two months. Oh, okay. Um, okay. That's yeah. better than the, so the numbers hopefully we'll, yeah. yeah, Hopefully by the end of the semester, we'll have some answers. Good. Um, and from there, we can see uh, some legal action that will be taken. Uh, I think that a lot of students are really frustrated because... There's not like they're not seeing a lot of like full out action because mm. things take time, you know. Yeah. Like people think, oh yeah, like well, I know he spent two thousand dollars on a bouncy castle. That's totally like fraud and embezzlement. But like at the same time, like 
it might be obvious, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, one, we need to protect ourselves legally. Yeah. You got to do your due diligence. Yeah, mm-hmm. we need to do our due diligence. We can't just say... Because one mistake is just going to like... Exactly. Get, it's just going to blow up the case mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So he we're just... who shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at the same time, you know, he's facing a lot of death threats and a lot of like really inappropriate comments from people, people making comments on his weight and appearance. And I think like people need to stop Yeah, there, there, there are some yeah, like racist comments going on. And yeah. I think they... I forget if he was from Brampton or not, but some people were dissing him because of that as well mm-hmm. i don't know but yeah, yeah i don't know like, i haven't seen like I, I totally understand getting like mad at him and like being angry like, for all the stuff that he did but there's no need for us to put race in front of this whatsoever sure, yeah. like that if it was a if it was a cisgendered white male that was in that was the leader of the president and she was president i 100 would be equally as mad yeah as if totally. it was for ram mm-hmm. so that's course yeah Yeah. like it's the current year guys come on (laughs) but i mean i think also like the the directors on the rcu and with our new president uh that we elected last week uh we really are gonna see some positive changes Mm -hmm. uh and the folks are really holding uh everyone involved and count accountable yeah it's good to see mclean taking over i like that lad he's a a good good guy um I, I think he can. He genuinely cares. He's in students. a good position to clean up the messes. To uh, it's a shame to like put out months, the fires, you know? as I, I think he put it. Um, and I hope to see things change for the better. Um, and I, I'm optimistic that they will. Mm-hmm. Not that they could really get any worse. So <laughs> you know, like once you hit <laughs> the optimism bottom, you comes can only easy. Go up, right? so. yeah. yeah. So let's let's then move forward because that you know we're we're going to see a lot more of of that unraveling. You know we have mm-hmm. uh, the Rhino Party here at Ryerson that's been posting <laughs> a lot of stuff. Um, they get in some flack though. Yeah. 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 Well, they disrespected uh, Don. Or should we even say names or not? Rip it's well, I mean that was a that was really terrible. What happened? Like yeah. she was literally just doing her job. Yeah. So to kind of attack someone. And she's for, actually nice. She's she's really. Oh, nice. she's amazing. She's, she's, she's so good for she, our, for our viewers. Who is this? Not necessarily the name, but who are they? So the campus. Uh, Coordinator, group coordinator yeah. okay yeah so, so she's the one that's in charge meeting like with like i'm president of politics and governance student association so i've only gotten to know her over this past year and mm-hmm. stuff like that in the beginning i used to think that like yeah she was very like mean i guess but like once like once i actually she's strict. Like, she does her yeah. job well no mm-hmm. but like no but that's a no bullshit lady and stuff yeah. like that and you want to get her job and so like i i can all i can do is respect that so it's like yeah yeah because we, we out here respecting women so. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and i mean like as uh, someone who's a shit disturber myself i can say <laughs> like the rhino party is kind of you know I, I respect them in that sense yeah. but also it's like okay like know when to draw the line exactly no you're totally I'm right. not sure uh, what happened so, so at the meeting we had uh, you were there right yes oh, I was okay, there okay. Um, at the meeting they were not allowed in because we have a rule for well they were allowed in but we have a rule that um, uh, only campus media is allowed to be filming and uh, like live tweeting or live um, streaming events uh, mm-hmm. sorry board meetings so that equals like the eye opener and the Ryersonian mm-hmm uh, however, the Rhino Party came in, set up their whole live stream, but they're not officially campus media. Like, they don't pay the levies that, you know, people pay to the eye opener and to the Ryersonian and all that stuff. Right. So they basically can't film during our, and mm. live stream during our meetings. Uh, and they were not too happy about that when Dawn asked them to leave. Um, and they just kind of made a, a big post, uh, like, kind of shitting on her. Mm. It wasn't so nice. Yeah. yeah. Good thing it wasn't the eye opener not allowed in because they would have written a big, uh, you know, slander piece on Don. Yeah, you have a lot of experience with <laughs> mm-hmm. that, eh? I hate to dig up old bones, but you no, know, and I, and I won't, and I yeah. won't. Um, but uh, but but let's move on uh, to another issue that's. Uh, uh, recent as well. Um, if anybody watches the show Empire, Jesse Smollett is a familiar face. I can say I watch the show and I do uh, really ap- uh, appreciate him as an actor. He's very good. But what he did recently or what's speculated that he's done is mm-hmm. is that he's created a hoax. Like a fake um, hate crime. A f- yeah, yeah, a fake hate crime. It's ridiculous. Now, you know, I obviously don't want anything to happen to him per se like if that actually happened then, you know, everybody should be appalled. You shouldn't, you know, attack somebody. But if this is a hoax... It's not an if anymore. So well, it's no, not? I mean, we still have to say that oh, okay. it's an if, yeah, but... Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I won't necessarily extend that courtesy, but generally, I, I would <laughs> suggest yeah. that people still use terms like if, but isn't it funny? I don't know. It, isn't it funny? It is. This thing that was so obviously a hoax from the beginning, this thing <laughs> that was like, in what universe is this realistic, turns out to be a hoax. Come on. Like, <laughs> didn't they say like the no the actual day that it happened there was like a polar like there was a polar there was a polar vertex yeah <laughs> it's like when the full moon makes the criminals come out it's <laughs> you know it's, sometimes life is stranger than fiction and this is just such a funny bizarre ironic situation can't argue with that one 
Yeah, it's it's quite it's. I don't know why why people have to make up hoaxes nowadays. It's just like the truth is is it feels like it's no longer an option, right? I think it's irrelevant to be honest. It's just how like people don't care about the truth anymore. No, like the idea of like like how Ben Shapiro's quote like facts don't care about your feelings. Like like it's it's reversed completely. It's like it's feelings that are more that have been prioritized instead of trying to maintain like a factual like narrative. And know? truly, feelings don't care about facts. And I, I yeah. think that that's also something that's valid is that um, feelings and facts are often uh, at water. ends with each Oil other. And water, yeah. Yeah, um, and that's. Okay, that's just a true statement. I um, mm-hmm. and it's it's interesting with this Jesse Smollett case, how this guy can make up this situation, and have the entire media rush to his aid to what propagate this situation. situation. So like he got some like two like Nigerian men Bro- or something yeah, like they're that. Brothers. So they're immigrants or something. Uh, they're some sort of Nigerian brothers. I think they were extras on Empire. Mm. Something like that. I read something like that. Okay. Um, but apparently he hired them um, to, to fake, or, to fake the attack yeah. and, and say that it was all Trump's fault and MAGA and they attacked him because he's gay. And, and, sorry, do, and you know, do you know the story, the original story? No, I don't. Oh, okay. That's so gay. the original <laughs> story. So let me paint a picture. Jesse Smollett is strolling through Chicago at 2 a.m., minding his own business, and he's accosted by two angry white men who say, aren't you that N-word faggot from Empire? (laughs) And he says, by golly, yes, I am. And they pin him to the ground and tie a noose around his neck. And don't, don't let me forget that they're wearing Make America Great Again hats. And they pour an unknown substance, which he later suspected to be bleach, all over him, and said, this is MAGA country, and then left. <laughs> and then what it was. he went home and called his agent and told his agent what happened. And then a couple hours later, decides to call the police. Um, and, you know, it's funny because this is Chicago. This is one of the most Democrat cities in the world. It is most certainly not MAGA country. I don't know. That, it, what, your, what a weird thing. To <laughs> MAGA <about>. country? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, it's like, like those type of like enclaves are like Chicago. Like what, what other places like a Democrat, like specific, like Southern California? St. Louis. St. Louis, yeah. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, you, you don't expect that to happen there, you know? It's like, yeah, like it, it's just bullshit. Like I don't know what else to talk about. With and this not thing. to say that hate crimes don't happen, but this is just such a. If anything, that just like makes it just a it, um, minimizes actual hate crimes sure. when they happen. Mm-hmm. Like who's either, gonna believe but... someone now? Like if someone gonna like if something somebody important from like um, from like another show from another marginalized group and something actually happens to them, some people are gonna like be quick to to second guess what they're going to say because it's like oh like how like how is this not going to be another Jesse situation mm-hmm. right and uh tomorrow you and I were actually talking about the same idea but in terms of um uh just sexual assault right like like you know uh, factual warning, versus case. uh you know unfactual and and the you know the issues that that could arise from it right well, I think we were talking about it in a little bit of a different context. Yeah, in a different context, but <laughs> yeah. just the topic came up, right? And so I just, I, I think it relates you mean to like, this. You mean like in terms of like believing survivors is what you're saying? Um, Similar. Like, I don't want to get into it, yeah. but it's just the idea, the concept ha- uh, came up, and I think it relates to this in a sense just because... Um, okay, okay. Truth is important. Okay. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think it really relates to this in, what, in the context we were speaking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want you know I bring, to be vague about it because I don't want people thinking things that aren't mm-hmm. correct. Uh, so just to give a little bit of background, uh, Elliot and I were speaking about if someone were to come to me mm-hmm. and tell me, uh, give me over a, a, an experience that they went through, it doesn't matter to me whether or not you know it's completely factual or what. Like, that does not matter to me. Like someone is coming to me and you know giving me their trust, yeah. I'm going to believe them. I'm going to support them. It doesn't yeah. matter. You know, whether details are, are like, I'm also, I'm not a court of law. I'm not mm-hmm. there to judge the situation. I'm there to support the person yeah. who comes to me and seeks support. Yeah. So I'm not the one who's going to go and judge, you know, the specifics about it. Mm-hmm. But for somebody to, to come to you and to, you know, be traumatized about something, like, I'm going to. The amount of courage that. it takes mm-hmm, for sure. someone to open exactly. up about that kind of stuff. It, like, it's, it's a very intimate, like, uh, strong relationship building interaction that you guys that you that two people have when they open up about that stuff because like i have a good friend of mine it was like it was like and it's like i appreciate it too just because like it was it was a guy friend like it was two guys we were just it was like it was guy talk but it was not like that not like locker room talk Mm -hmm. but like we were just like saying like 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 we just like talked about like how like mistakes i guess that we did before in a secondary school and how like 
like we didn't actually make it any proper like sex ed education and stuff like that so it's like mm -hmm. you don't like like we instead of us trying to like figure out the solutions to those problems in the past we only only up until now we can start talking about this stuff because he was fully telling me how like obviously i'm gonna keep it anonymous but was like he was just saying how like, like, so, like some guy just like you know just grabbed him by the crotch and stuff like that mm -hmm. and just like, like even something as small as that and stuff like that it's like it's it has an everlasting effect on yeah, people. Yeah, very so. traumatizing, for sure. Yeah, so I guess okay, maybe it's not as closely related as I wanted to say, but let's just call <laughs> okay. it. Let's just call it both very touchy subjects. Yeah. Let's just do that. Um, is but there anything else for? Yeah, just the last one, which is uh, the Amber Alert. Um, oh, yeah. The fact oh, that yeah. uh, there was an R. Amber R. Alert that went out, and uh, it was literally it was literally like a, less than a kilometer away from my house. Yeah. Wow. It was wow. across the highway, like my at my neighborhood, and there's a highway that splits it up. Mm -hmm. And then there's a dog park and like the high school is right there, North Park. And then like Hanson Road, I think it was. Yeah, it's it was so close. It's, it's yeah, it's just fucked up. And wow. it's it's shocking because about 40 people complained about getting the mm -hmm. Amber Alert, which is, you know, only, wait, wait, it was only 40 people complained? Like I calling think, to police. I, yeah, yeah oh, that like, complained uh, okay. that they were bothered in their sleep. That's right? ridiculous. What time did it go off at? Like midnight? Like 1130. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty funny. I think I was I was watching like New Girl, um, <laughs> and then like I'm and I don't I don't know like you know just relaxing. Mm -hmm. Shows up on my phone, uh, and like I'm like like what is this? Like why am I getting this? Yeah. Um, but you know, seeing about it afterwards, seeing that like uh, I think it was the police who tweeted that the way that they found um, the individual and found the girl mm -hmm. was a direct result of yeah. someone seeing the Amber Alert and calling in yeah. and locating her. So hearing about afterwards all the people who complained, it's like honestly, it, it actually worked. It, like, it worked. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. it, 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 it didn't work a hundred percent because like she didn't survive, yeah. but it worked like in, in terms locating. of like locating someone. Yeah, but like honestly, like I'm so sorry that it disturbed your sleep. Like I yeah. like to every single person who complained, like I'd rather have that girl alive than those people. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're yeah. actually. Such assholes if that's what yeah, you believe. Total yeah, bitches. it's like if if you can be woken up and it can help find one missing child, is that not worth it? Like it is worth it. It is exactly. worth it. Also, it's always gonna be worth it. Yeah, but also think about it. Like you guys got to wake up in the morning. This mm -hmm. girl didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so like And his mom. Like yeah. the mom the mom like the mom's traumatized. Is like she's she's never gonna recover from this. Like like she'll no, she'll never. be a little bit better, I guess, like long term. But it's not ever gonna be the same. So it's like mm. no, of course not. And I and I, I saw so like I was on my Twitter. Like I've been trying to use Twitter a lot more. And like I saw some like bitch like tweeting about that stuff, and she was like, "Oh my god, I had like put three of my boys to sleep and everything like that." I fully added P Peel Regional Police, and I'm like, "Can you give her a ticket or something?" Or I'm like, "That's, <laughs> that's what I fully said." Ticket for tweeting. Yeah, no, a ticket for disturbing the peace. Fuck out of here. Okay. Yeah, and to call nine one one over it too. It's like you you're wasting yeah. dispatcher resources. Yeah, they have enough going on with trying yeah. to locate the girl. Don't exactly. flood their lines. It's terrible. Um, terrible. But. Uh, 15 minutes into the show, let's move on to our uh, main story, OSAP. Um, recently, the uh, Ontario government made significant changes to the Ontario Student Assistance Program, which is uh, a government program that aids students with post-secondary financing. Uh, those changes include creating an uh, opt-in, opt-out feature of paying non-essential services, dubbed ancillary costs, uh, to universities, as well as eliminating free tuition and removing the six-month grace period, uh, interest-free grace period, rather, on repaying OSAP loans. Now, are these changes a good or bad thing to Today, we'll find out. Uh, remember, we are live on Facebook, so you can comment on our feed to have your thoughts read live on air. So let's begin. Um, I'm going to throw the, the first question to you, Tamar. We want to hear. Pull up the poll, or are we doing that after? Oh, this is true. Good point. Sorry, um, what was that? I'm going to throw the first question to you, uh, which is uh, uh, well, let's actually pull up the poll and then I'll tell you the question. Okay, cool. uh, so the poll results and of. Tell, uh, mentioned what the poll is. Yeah. yeah. So the question was are you for or against the recent changes to OSAP in Ontario? And it was 39% are for the changes, 61% against. Um, total number of 15 votes. 15 people having voted for and 23 against for a total of 38 votes. Sorry. Wow. Okay, so then uh, as you can see, it's uh, a lot of people don't like the changes. Of course so, they wouldn't. What so, the hell? Well, okay, I was just stating. Sorry. <laughs> well, I guess, sorry. I guess you're it's not like... a fan of truth either. But um, <laughs> so tomorrow, let's 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 start with you on this question. Um, what is OSAP and 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 how does it work? Okay, so OSAP is basically 
I, I don't think I'm the best person to explain this uh, because I actually never qualified for OSAP. Okay. Um, but OSAP is essentially Ontario student... Assistance plan. Yeah, maybe pass this question on to someone else. So, Fair enough. Yeah, Marshall on Hap on is the Ontario plan. Student Assistance Plan. It's the uh, provincial portion of loans given to students um, in order for them to attend post-secondary education. It's got, it's a loan. It's got lower uh, interest rates and slower increasing interest rates than um, other loans, than a loan from the bank might. So it's more friendly to somebody who is young or unemployed and doesn't have much experience with loans and such. And uh, there are other forms of OSAP that come in grants, which you don't have to pay back. Mm-hmm. And it all depends on many things like how long you've been out of high school, how old you are, your parents' income. Um, Those are the main things that determine how much you qualify for and how much of that will be grants, how much of that will be loans. Uh, The Kathleen Wynne government introduced a system by which anybody whose parents bring in under $50,000 a year um, does not get any loans but gets entirely grants from OSAP for their education. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was just uh, recently repealed by the Ford government, along with is the anyone, other changes. Is, is mentioned. anyone here using OSAP at all? Or, no, I, I, I I use OSAP. I, I mean, I, I I qualify for it. Um, I don't. I've never checked if I qualify for it, but I you don't should think, because like I don't think I, don't, I do though. Yeah, like, my you, parents' you, incomes are like you I, might. Yeah, I, I remember didn't think I qualified either. True. Um, but uh, so so now that we know what OSAP is, let's actually talk about um the changes. I mentioned them in our intro, but but let's get deeper into that. Do you want to take that tomorrow? Is that um, yeah. something you're interested in, the actual changes? and Yeah, so I mean, in terms of the changes, I think uh, to a lot of people, it seems positive. Um, personally, to myself, uh, thinking about other people and thinking about just the uh, wider scope of it, it's really not as great as, uh, you know, the people, uh, the, the PC government bringing it in is uh, trying to make it seem. Um, getting rid, uh, sorry, making a uh, lower budget for those uh, non-repayable grants uh, is not so helpful because a lot of the lower income people who once were, you know, getting free tuition uh, as of last year, uh, and now they're having to pay, you know, money that they never were paying before. It's not, you know, so helpful to them. Uh, another aspect of it that's pretty like. Uh, Wait, some- so did they at least get like one year free then? Or not, like, when, I think it would have been this year. It continues on until September. Oh, okay. Until mm. September. But like, after that, that's when they're going to start like make, um, paying. And the changes pay. take effect. Yeah. Uh, and I think also it was a 10% reduction in yeah. tuition overall, yeah. mm-hmm. um, which in theory is great, but it's really only helping people who, like at the end of the day, it's really only helping people who are paying full tuition anyway. Yeah. Because like they're the ones who, like they weren't getting grants, they weren't getting OSAP. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the Ontario government lowered the overall amount they were giving towards OSAP as well. Mm-hmm. So people whatever they were getting in, uh, whether it be non-repayable grants or in um, loans, it's a much lower amount. And I don't think it's that helpful in the long run. Also, another change that they put in is um, the like um, allowing students to opt in or opt out of uh, what's known as ancillary fees. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know at Ryerson, we have a lot of those. So um, some things such as uh, the Ryerson Student Union, that's something that we have. Uh, that's an ancillary fee. The Good Food Center, the Equity Centers, the Trans yeah, Collective, all the Equity Centers. Stuff. But not even just that. Even like uh, the Eye Opener, our uh, newspaper. Those are Ryerson considered. Isn't, Ryerson doesn't count because it's graduate. I don't think so because that's oh. an actual. It's part of the program. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but just not being able to have those uh, to be able to opt out of those. Yeah. Um, but pretty much like yeah. any like social not, like, ex- like I don't like I guess I can call them like social services. That yeah, Ryerson like student provides. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like student life stuff. That's all going to be negatively affected and stuff like that. Like for me personally, like as president of Parkinson's, like I don't try to flex that at all. I, I'm being honest, but like, <laughs> but like like when we had a meeting like with all of the presidents that were at um for the RSU, like like, like this was like probably like, a couple weeks before all of that shit went down, right? They were just very scared about these new pro- propositions because. Like that would just mean that like what like in terms of like the budget that they're gonna give us that would mean less money for our budget. So like we would get like five hundred dollars every semester I think, 
But like, if this is gonna happen, like some cuts are gonna be made. So it's like maybe that's gonna turn into like three hundred dollars a semester or something like that. And like, I don't know. It's like, but you're not even guaranteed that, right? Because yeah. students have the option to opt in. So like, let's say I opt yeah, in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It could be like at minimum, like it could be just a small reduction. And like worst worst case scenario, like just course unions are gonna have to be completely. Um, self-sufficient and i'm not saying that's a bad thing but if it's just people are not going to be like are you going to take a while to get used to those changes you know and we also have yet to see which fees will be optional and which fees will remain we mandatory. Still this, okay yeah we still don't know the full extent of that and uh we have a couple comments that uh some of which i didn't read earlier but um were re related <coughs> to the justice small situation from our friend sam who says <coughs> Chicago, Trump con Trump country, obviously. He says, the media loves sensationalism. I don't think it goes much deeper than that. The only difference now is that the victim group has changed. I agree with that. And our friend Gemma says, you could take out a private loan, so I don't see it as that big of a deal, which is That's totally a good fair. It's a good point. Because um, I have a friend of mine like I used to work with in the summer, like during that moving company, it was like, he just like he just talked about like he literally just has like a line of credit for like 10k and stuff like that, mm. and he just he just uses the line of credit, pay, keeps paying as much as he can just yeah. for school and for work and like for other stuff that he needs. And, and you know, different different solutions for different circumstances. Yeah. Like a private loan may not be the best thing for everybody, yeah. but uh, yeah. OSAP also may not be the best thing for everybody. Like I OSAP think. is probably better for those lower income students and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And for someone who has a little bit of money, maybe making turning like opening up that line of credit is a good option for them. And the but thing, it, oh sorry, go ahead. I, I was gonna say like I feel like it this whole situation whether or not you feel it's good or bad is also mm -hmm. like rooted in if you believe that fundamentally um a post-secondary education is a right mm -hmm. versus it's a privilege it's a good point Ooh, it is it like i yeah. think that depending on how you view that yeah. that's how you'd see it because like personally for me i believe everyone should have access to a post-secondary education mm -hmm. um because you know that breaks the cycle of poverty you know it's this it goes deeper and deeper right. but i think that so in that case i do believe that you know that the government should be subsidizing it mm -hmm. but for somebody who doesn't believe that it's a right for someone that believes that it is a privilege mm -hmm. of course they're gonna say no like i can afford it i worked hard i want to you know like i want to have access to a better job than people who don't work as hard but see I, I like to think that of it as like it was like the world has been completely different from how it was before like like maybe like the baby boomers or even before that time like like when they were growing up like in that like 40s to 60s like 70s okay. era i guess like people could literally work a couple jobs and stuff like that and they could buy a house they could they could use pay off a mortgage they could go to school they could send their kids to college too on on these like okay doing jobs that like they don't pay that well you can't do that shit now no like, at all <laughs> you can barely like have enough to like eat like to eat sleep and like the bare necessities and stuff mm -hmm. like that so that's why like 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 maybe i did wince at the idea of it being a right or being it um a privilege and stuff like that because the problem with it being a right is like my only issue is like 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 then like because a university has become the new high school in terms of the standard of what people need to get a good paying job mm -hmm. or at least an entry level position even if you're just going to work in an office or something like that right yeah so it's like like but it, like if literally everyone's going to get the opportunity to go to the education and stuff like that we're just going to keep devaluing devaluing sure. the, the exactly. value of the degree yeah. right mm -hmm. and then like it's going to make everyone have to go to go even more school like more mm -hmm. school and more school like that and you know i very and that, much that in turns what makes more debt it's like absolutely so. I, I very much don't believe that education is a right i i do see it as a privilege and i think the accessibility of education is proliferating this um, everybody should have the ability education. to access it. That's what I'm saying. Sure, and as as Sam just said, everybody can access it. You just have to pay. Um, <laughs> but it, I don't like this proliferation of the fact that uh, university has become the new normal. I don't think that's right at all. I don't think that uh, we should be empowering corporations to be saying, "Yeah, you need a university degree to be a secretary." There's nothing wrong with being a secretary. That's a fine vocation. Mm -hmm. But you certainly do not need, or you shouldn't need, a university degree to be a secretary. You shouldn't need a university degree to be a police officer, but you do, because as Canada is the most educated country in the world, university is becoming that is a fact. Oh, university is becoming the new high school, and that simply shouldn't be the case. University serves a specific purpose, and if we continue to it's not serving the purpose that Samar said about like lifting people out of poverty. It's not way. because then you just have to pay into the system in order to get more basic jobs, and yeah. it's eventually going to get to the point. Maybe this is a bit hyperbolic, but I can honestly see the day when you're going to need a university degree to be at McDonald's. Because really, if you need a university degree to be a secretary, why not McDonald's or Burger King? 
Or I maybe think, maybe I, just Wendy's. If I think that's it might also. I think it might also. Wendy's is a high class institution. Thank it you might guys. also <laughs> depend though on the university, right? Like Ryerson is much more high schooly than say. U, U of T, I would say, just because we're like central downtown campus. We're not like a real university campus, I would say. No, we're, we're pretty much a real university. No, like I mean, <laughs> the typical. We're not, we're, yeah. we're not typical. I don't, you know I don't, what I mean? We're, global we're globally recognized. Yeah. We literally, the DMZ is like the best thing in the world that we have. For yeah. sure, like, right? There's there certain things. Like, obviously, we're, like our school is failing in certain aspects, but like our school is also doing very well. In some we're a yeah, much totally. more modern take, I would say, on, sure. a, on a typical university idea. Well, we're a university with the college, I guess, like college type Base, courses yeah. where we're very hands-on but i don't yeah. think that's a negative thing at all no i'm not saying it's a negative thing i'm just saying it depends like on the university how high schooly you get and right? yet it still charges the same tuition as any other school more or less yeah, yeah. but i just want to go back to the ancillary fees because even this even this show is funded by these ancillary fees you know if 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 this opt-in opt-out feature is is applied and and spirit live isn't considered a uh, a necessity mm -hmm. or uh, a necessary cost then yeah, if they there goes Spirit Live, there goes Ravenport, there goes, yeah. you know... There goes Baywatch, all that. So, yeah. I, I'm not an austerity cheerleader. I don't like the cuts in general as a concept, but um, the Student Choice Initiative is something that I support to some extent. I think it needs to be implemented well, or else it could go really poorly. Student Choice? How is that? What? It's, like the opt-in, opt-out. Oh, opt-in, opt-out. Opt yeah. oh, okay. um, like, I'm more than happy to... Uh, not fund certain things but there are things that i will fund but there are also things that i know people won't fund and i think that does create a problem i think there are a lot of things on campus that are funded by student fees mm -hmm. that provide a lot of great opportunities for people going forward from university and, like this yeah. and the big thing is whether it's an opt-in or an opt-out feature because for example the ryerson dental plan you have to opt out of that that's yeah. already put in mm -hmm. so if most stuff is opt-out then there's still a chance for the money to be saved you know mm -hmm. students forget or they're yeah, like okay i already paid people don't know Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's it's ignorance. Mm -hmm. So and and that so unfortunately could play well in, into keeping they money for the said school. Whether or not yeah. it's going to be opt in or opt out. Oh, okay. yeah. So that there should be less things than more things um, that are optional. But I think that the university does get to decide what is considered um, essential an essential service, and I believe that they'll say that health and dental is. Mm -hmm. They will for sure. Yeah, I just yeah, bring that though, up as an example. Yeah. The government has said basically anything relating to like safety health, and health, safety, food, that kind of thing is all going to be mandatory. Oh, so like gyms the, so will the remain good food mandatory. Is going to be like yeah. most likely. But I don't touched. know that necessarily because the Good Food Center is run through the Ryerson Students Union. That right. is, we budget, and I guess I'm a little bit biased in this situation because mm -hmm. I am uh, a director on the Ryerson Students yeah. Union. But like that money, we budget for that every single year, right? And how, I don't know how much exactly it is that goes to the Good Food Center, but I can tell you that, you know, like every month we have over 800 people coming and yeah. using that service. Well, like, what I'm saying is like if a bunch of people like opt out of that, like, like, and let's say, like, they specifically, I'm like, hey, I want to opt out of, like, giving Ryerson as much money than I need to, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah, that, but that way, by extension, is, like, you're it's not going to you're, you're be able to help all of those exactly. 800 people. Exactly, yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. It's, it's, that's why I'm saying it becomes problematic in senses like that. Yeah. Um, also, like, SASL, uh, Sexual Assault Support mm, Line. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those we, services. Just, we just implemented that, right? Right. That. Uh, well, like it was it existed before, but um, we, we implemented a certain amount of funding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just cer certain services like that that are totally essential that people are using and benefiting from, mm -hmm. it's gonna really affect the way that they're run, um, and it's it's a little bit upsetting and a little bit nerve wracking to see, you know, I'll, like there's and and not even just those services, like the student union in general, like Ryerson. I know for myself when I chose to come here. It's a commuter campus, but I'm on campus all day long. Like, I'm here from 10 o'clock in the morning till midnight sometimes. Yeah. Mm. Student life was a huge part of why uh, I chose to come here mm -hmm. four years ago. And, you know, understanding that now, like, the Ryerson Students Union, they're the ones who run all this. You know, you said you're a uh, society, you're president of a student society. Mm -hmm. You know, you're very involved. I know, you know, Marshall, you're involved. Uh, I've been involved in different clubs throughout the year that I've been here, the years that I've been here, and to know that other students like coming forward are not necessarily going to get the same experience. experience is a little bit, you know. It's just shitty for like mm -hmm. all the people in high school right now. Yeah. Grade 11s and 12s who like had like a really like 
like like a concrete idea. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna go to this school for this, this, and this, and it's like, oh. imagine those campus tours now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, imagine like no, like like less people to do campus tours and stuff like that. Or think about all the all the jobs that Ryerson provides to students specifically yeah. through the SLC, yeah. giving people tours and those stuff like that. Those are all considered ancillary fees, like yeah. career boost and all those things. Oh, 100 percent, totally. Yeah. And that's why I think it needs to be done really carefully. And I don't want to see it imposed as a blanket measure. I think that it needs to be done as a what do you call it I, I suppose a blacklist method as opposed to a whitelist method if that if if you guys catch the reference yeah no not yeah, that means nothing um, to me a whitelist method would be like you oops i the feed looks like it no never mind we're all good um a whitelist method would be where you cut out everything and then approve certain things whereas a blacklist method where would be where you cut out nothing and then make certain things optional mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah, okay. um, so it's just so do you do you guys feel um that the Ford government is just gonna you know say okay we're doing it this way or are they actually gonna take the time to figure out and do it uh carefully no they've never done that that's the thing yeah. <laughs> they literally like, what, they, they literally destroyed that um what was it called give me a second while I figure it out um the project uh, pi- the pilot project for uh universal basic income in a couple like uh towns in Ontario they completely like it, like it just vanished out of thin air immediately and stuff like that. No consultation from the people whatsoever and stuff like that. And regardless of someone's opinion of like UBI or like whatever, it's like, it's just like when people like when something like that, like when they were promised something like that, and then you just take it away from them like that, it's pretty shitty. It's just like the new autism stuff that they're proposing. Like even if they are proposing more money to give to these like for all of these uh, parents that have a child suffering from ASD, it's. Like, it's still not enough. Like, they're going to give them, like, $10,000 a year and stuff like that. But it's an improvement. It is an improvement, I guess. And I'm not sure. Why, why are there protests over this? I think the, it's a matter Ford, of... People I, just I, don't like things when Doug Ford does them. This that, is an improvement see, on the autism program. This is age-based funding, which... There's nothing wrong see, with younger kids need more funding. See, well, I'm going to... I'm going to... Like, no, like, like, I think the idea between UBI is, like, separate. And then what I was saying about, like, the autism stuff is, like, different. Like, but I don't, like... I don't think people should be that mad at the autism stuff, though. But I okay, do think yeah. people should be mad at the UBI Well, see, stuff. with the autism stuff, it's a very specific thing because I, I read into it and it's it's a matter of the amount of money people are getting mm-hmm. rather than that. Like, uh, like Marshall, I'll agree with you there that basically anything Doug Ford does, it's a problem, mm-hmm. which has happened. But the autism thing, um, apparently, from what I read, they're not they're getting money, but it's not as much as they would have as they need to support their kids. Um, but like, I'll, I'll agree with that just because like the PC government proposed more money than the liberals did. Like they so proposed it, more money for mental health than any other government, for no, no, example. No, I'm saying specifically oh, for, for ASD. Autism. They yeah. proposed more than what the liberals were going to give yeah. if they were elected. And so I, that's, that's exactly why I'm not going to what, What's the problem? So it's an improvement. It. It's a step up if you're if you're looking to improve autism support. Yeah. It's a step up regardless, right? Hey, we have to yeah. make... It's baby steps. And we got to y- do that. You have to make baby steps, especially when you've got a government that's trying to get the financial situation under control, mm-hmm. Trying to balance the books, you can't just be throwing money at problems all the time. Yeah, you have to incrementally address things and then see does it work. Yeah. And then if it does work, maybe we can throw some more money. Like, at and as the the question is, is the Ford government really doing that? Like, are they really you know taking step by step, or are they just blanketing every issue? Like, like for example, uh, the OSAP that we're mentioning. I think the problem was that Christina, whatever her name is, free not Freeland, but Summer. I don't know, but she's the she, Christian Freeland, like the. That's she's, the foreign affairs minister. No, 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 no. Um, you mean the education the, minister? Yeah, she's no, but she's the minister that was in charge of like all of this ASD money and stuff oh, like that. Um, What's her Lisa yeah, McLeod? Lisa Christine McLeod. Elliot. There we go. No, Lisa, is it no? Christine Elliott? Christine Elliott's the deputy. She's the health, long term health. I thought that's Lisa McLeod, or she's education. I don't she's know. Education. Oh, okay. Anyway. Rega- regardless, like whatever ca- yes, cabinet, Christine, yeah. whatever cabinet member that's in charge of like implementing these new changes to the ASDs, it's like. Like I think the reason why people were mad is because she said if like if these groups don't don't like if that was Lisa auti- McLeod. Yeah. So if these autism groups don't approve what the PC government is doing, there was some quote is like, oh, it's going to be over four long years or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's why people were mad, but not necessarily because they're getting more money. But like, I if they they need they need a lot more money because. Like the average cost to take care of a child with that is like almost 150k annually and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck has that kind of money to to take care of yeah. someone with a condition like that? It's a lot. I read that it's about like five grand for a month's worth of treatment of uh, of a of a child. So yeah, and that just, and they're yeah, it's 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 know. a big issue, I, but. But, but it goes back into the idea of like like the government giving money out to uh, to people in marginalized communities and stuff like that. So for this, it's like people, it's children suffering from ASD, and for us right now, it's 
um, low-income families and low-income students. So it's so that obviously that ties in with OSAP just because it's a matter of how how people think funding should be done, whether it should be government funding too. or whether it should be private. And yeah, that's the thing. Like the conservatives are very pro balancing the budget, but their means are not necessarily the best, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So. You know, where do we go from here? What's what's the getting back on track to OSAP? What's the future of OSAP? You know, like they, uh, you know, as much as I would have loved for some people to get free tuition, like that's, you know, that's bordering a little bit of socialism, but not too much. Right. But um, as much as it would be great for people to be able to afford it, that couldn't, you know, according to the uh, I think it was the the auditor general mm-hmm. or uh, somebody in the financial uh, mm-hmm. sect of the government that said it it, it it wouldn't be able to be sustained. Yeah. Like it would cost $2 billion in the long run. Mm-hmm. So what is the future? The future is like, we can't like, like, like OSAP shouldn't be focused primarily on getting people to have university degrees. Oh, hello. Oh, sorry. But like, um, like there are so many more options that there are than just specifically going to university. Mm-hmm. Like you can go to college and stuff like that. You can go to trade and stuff like that. And I think the problem is like, there's a culture right now in Ontario and by extension in Canada that, that you have to go to university, you know? Yeah, you I, think, I think college, trade school, direct They're great entry options the workforce, like and entrepreneurship should all be much more heavily encouraged. The well, fact you think that, yeah. that they should be, but I mean, you you guys are both in your fourth year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're probably starting your job search, just like I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, have you not seen, have you seen any job that didn't say you required a And that's uh, exactly degree? the problem, is that we're but encouraging. But that you can say it's a problem, but it's still a fact. Yeah, no, it is, and that we shouldn't like, be Like, it's not changing that. anytime soon. But we shouldn't, it's not about what we can do today or tomorrow. It's about an ideal to strive for. Right, and but it's an should we be encouraging but... companies to require a university degree for everything, just forcing people to go to university? Mm-hmm. And what happens when everybody's in university? A university degree means nothing. And they're all going to have to get their, their master's, master's degrees their and their doctorates. Yeah, everything. And well, in certain subjects, I, I think that's actually kind of already the case. I, yeah, you know of I mean? course. And that's become a problem. There are certain degrees, and I mean, even my degree in and Daniel's degree yeah. is one of them, where a degree in political science is not going to get you much. You have to supplement it. Yeah. And that shouldn't be the case. You should be able to yeah, do something Yeah, I'm going to have to add a couple minors, or like, I'm going to have to do a, like go to college and do a graduate like diploma or certificate of some sort, or... I'm going to have to, yeah, you got to go to law school or something like that. It's like, it's ridiculous. And that's a direct result of forcing people into university yeah. and saying, you know, universities for the smart kids and if colleges for me, the dumb kids. If it were that, to, that's yeah. a very, like, and that, that is a very, um, you know, conservative old kind of mentality yeah. that Which like one? conservative, or not sorry, that university is the way, right? Yeah, like that's, sure. that's how I was raised, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you finish, you finish high school, you go to university. And then, you know, for example, me, like I came to university and I find out like, whoa this person took a gap year or this mm. person's back in university after 20 years or you yeah. know so and i don't yeah. blame any parents for raising their kids that oh, way oh for sure no that's just how the culture has become yeah. yeah and it's true it's funny like thinking about you know when i went into media production i'm like first of all the fact that i was doing a bachelor of arts was mm-hmm. like unheard of mm-hmm. like everyone like i went to a private jewish school growing up and um most of the the girls in my class, they you know they're going into uh, pre med or going into Extend, law. Yeah, yeah and like it's that. like it was so unheard of that I was going into an arts program, let alone like a radio and television arts program. Mm-hmm. So I hear where that's coming from, but at the same time, I kind of feel like yes, like that, like we can talk about the theoretics of you know uh, how bad it is that that you know you're expected to have your degree, your undergrad degree, but at the end of the day, that's the reality. Is like in order to get a job. Uh, this day and age, you need to have an undergrad degree. Uh, in or- sorry, in order to get a uh, like you know, very good paying job. Yeah, we know. What and you that's mean. yeah. <laughs> and 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 you know, now that I think about it, like it it, I do appreciate the idea of going to university. Um, uh, on your side, and the thing is, uh, on Marshall's side as well, though, like you know, sometimes I'll be looking for for gigs on Indeed, right? And it'll say, you know, photographer wanted, like two years, you like a bachelor's de- bachelor's degree, and then two years of experience, like. So many people learn this craft without university, yeah. right? Same thing with the secretary. Mm-hmm. So I think I it, literally it could depends. have read all the books that I have in my courses, just bought them. You know, that's it. Yeah, with, like, with how our profs teach us, that would have been better on. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's true. But again, I do appreciate university, especially Continuing. especially Ryerson, just because um, <laughs> just because of of the amount of 
uh, hands-on experience I get, like with this show. Like, if it weren't for this, then I would have never had this experience, right? Yeah, and you can put that on your resume, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Does this count as something to put on your resume? A hundred percent. I know how to work. It's, it's on my resume. It's on my resume. Not only that, if you wanted to go and you know work at a rate like uh, Chum FM or for Bell Meter or something, like totally, sure. this counts as experience. How mm-hmm. many? You've been doing this for what? Almost three years. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. It was season totally six. Hello. Yeah. It's, it's always been on my resume. Like yeah. when I literally when I typed in season six onto the graphic, it was just the weirdest thing to see. <laughs> that it's, you know. It's been this whole no, but I mean, you guys can put that on your resume for sure as experience. But I'm saying specifically for Elliot, it looks great on him because he's in this actual field, right? Yeah, and he's, he's literally like helping teaching like other people how to do this. Stuff mm-hmm. Yeah, so but like... honestly, like that would be included when he's applying. You know, must have a uh, university degree mm-hmm. in journalism, mm-hmm. uh, media production, and two years of experience. Like he's got it. But not everyone gets that. And going yeah. back to the whole OSAP thing, uh, sorry, and the the uh, student choice initiative. Mm-hmm. If this is scratch, you know, then. People don't get that. People yeah. don't get that extra experience. It's, it's just gonna make us. It's just gonna make it a lot harder for us to to be to go where we want to be yeah. in the future. And I think that the government's like whole mentality or what they were trying to say was that they're trying to help the students. They're mm-hmm. trying to help them afford uh, education. But I think that they kind of like what they were trying to do and what they are doing aren't adding up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I You're think right that they need that. to find a way to you know kind of meet in the middle and find uh, the equation to make it add up. I agree. I think meeting in the middle on that regard is really important. And I don't want to see things like Spirit Live go away. Uh, Sam had a comment that was, no one goes to Ryerson for the student life, which I completely disagree with. Yeah. I've yeah. really yeah. enjoyed my... Does Sam time. go to Ryerson? He does, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and, he, so and he is don't involved... Don't go here. And he is involved <laughs> in student life, ironically. Um, <laughs> well, no, it could be like you're not specifically coming for the sure, student sure, life, yeah. and then, you know, you're here, so you might as well get involved. Um, yeah, I, I think for me, if, you know... Do I go to Ryerson for the student life? Is that the reason why I went to Ryerson? No, of course not. But it's a huge part of why yeah. I continue yeah, you chose to it. stay here. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the student life is really important for preserving the young student's sanity. Yeah, yeah. The morale, all that. And I, I do think it's really important. And I don't want to see it, uh, you know, go away. But yeah, um, I, yeah, it's like there are things that I really want to see defunded. I would really love to see the CFS defunded mm. um, entirely, if possible. Speaking um, of which, one of uh, Olson Crow, I think, was at York. Um, I saw yes. helping. Yeah, their candidate. Um, I think what what's uh, their the, position or something? They're like some pro. I, ju- I just know they're probably pro CFS. No, 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 no. I'm saying like they have an actual job at uh, CFS, and it's something specifically about being trans or something like oh, that. Oh, I'm not sure. I've seen the is. actual position. How, I forgot. Yeah, I'm not sure how that's relevant at all. <laughs> no, I just because we were talking about CFS, so oh, okay. I was just yeah. mentioning that. No, you're thinking of YFS, which is the yeah. York Federation. I don't think students. this is anything to do with. Oh, the maybe CFS. yeah, maybe it's irrelevant. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, it just okay. sounds similar because YFS CFS, but I know YFS just had their election last week and okay. are, the results, are the results uh, the, i believe that they are in uh, a few of my friends ran actually but i'm not sure mm-hmm. yeah same probably I, I mean i'm gonna be i'm just gonna assume it's the same people who always win yeah it, me too they don't have online voting like we do at ryerson oh. yeah so it makes it a little it's it, there's the pros and cons of that but it's also it makes it a lot less accessible to certain students yeah so i think that they have a lot less uh, engagement because i don't know if you're running to class like you're not gonna go sit you have to vote literally in person stand in line for 20 minutes like sorry i wouldn't it's vote gonna, yeah not having online voting is pretty ridiculous yeah. I, I hear the arguments, you know, and, and especially here at Ryerson, uh, running in the election and seeing yeah. the corruption that goes on because of the online votes. It's, it's not the best. It, it makes it exce- uh, it makes it accessible in a certain way. But I did it, hear some allegations that something was fucked up from the last election. That someone I mean, was people, like, stuffing tickets. Like, I don't. People always do. It. I don't know if there's any like. No, see, I don't know if there's any validity in those claims though. So it's like. I, I can speak for myself. Yeah. I know I never forced anyone to vote for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know, like, people from an, uh, other slates that were running were literally stalking me with a camera, which is also not okay. Yeah. Wow. Like, literally, like, people were full, like, all day standing on floor above me, like, literally with their phone, like, just waiting for me to do something wrong. They picked the wrong girl because I'm, like, super, like, keener, super, like, I follow the rules. Mm-hmm. Like, ask anyone who I'm friends with. Like, I'm, I stick to the rules. Um, but regardless that's of that. That's shitty. Like, yeah, that they, that, that's yeah. kind of harassment. It, it is. is. <laughs> it is. Uh, the elections get vicious. Yeah, they it's do. ridiculous. So but, toxic. But, yeah, I mean, there's people. It's, it's a matter of getting caught. People do it all the time. Yeah, and it's, I, it doesn't make it okay. Like, but. I was considering it, too, because, like, we had, like, um, like, there's, like, our last is, like, uh, Ryerson Liberal Arts Society. So, okay. like, um... They had like a cocktail party, pretty much, like with all like the course unions to go and stuff, and like talking to a bunch of students that are there, like in equivalent positions as myself, and like I was just talking about all the like stuff that I would want to do, I guess, for RSU and stuff like that. But the more I thought about it, it's like 
I, th- I think I would do a good job, like maybe even as an executive, fuck it, even as president, I think I could do it. But the, like the idea of like, just you, like, what was your, like, you, uh, this was this, all the harassment that happened to you as a, that was because of a board director, as a board of directors? No, that was when I was running in the election to be voted in as a director. Oh, okay, okay. But see, like, yeah. the fact that like, like that specifically happened to you as a director, like. Well, I wasn't a director at the time. Okay, yeah. like what I'm saying is like for, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, for that particular position, and it's like. Like it's just, that's just like gonna be like I'm just gonna be on a magnifying glass like on a, like times a th- times a hundred like and I can't slip up I can't say anything mean or anything like that whatsoever it's like, <laughs> like it's I don't know if I don't know if that's worth it though to be honest it's yeah like, no it's you got to be very cutthroat clean. yeah I, yeah I literally but have to yeah, like do I don't know floor. look at the people who won this year like clearly I mean I I guess I was naive at the beginning I ran with all the folks who you know I did was naive this. as well I voted for them I yeah, yeah. I, I voted well I didn't vote for all of them but I voted for most of them yeah. and uh, you know I was part of that slate. Uh, and it's disappointing to see because, you know, when I, I think it's also like when you're running mm-hmm. as a group, like it's very much the, you know, oh, we're family, we're team. And like mm-hmm. you kind of overlook certain things. Yeah. Um, but I don't think you have to be squeaky clean. Like everyone has, you know, skeletons in the closet. But well, I think that if you genuinely like believe you can make a change mm-hmm. and, and have a lot of good stuff to offer, like you should totally go for it. Yeah. I mean, you don't really have the time now because you're graduating. I think no, no, your so social I'm media probably back, has to be squeaky clean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So it's like, but like for me personally, it was just like. What was I going to think of? Uh, about running? No, not just about running, but... Oh, I forgot. It's okay. Go back. Um, and now, what? there was a vote to eliminate slates, and that didn't pass. That's what I was going to say. That's yeah. what my proposition was mm-hmm. to, like... Yeah, just to get rid of it. And I'm, I'm pretty disappointed that that Same. didn't pass. I was actually under the impression for the longest time that it did. It's, it's, I think I erroneously said on this show last season that it did pass, but... Um, you know, that's so sad that the opportunity was there to eliminate slates, which I think would eliminate so much of the toxicity. That's the <laughs> only reason me. why all this corruption happens. If you're going to force the RSU, a bunch of random people that that don't know each other, to work together and they're forced to work together, it makes it a lot harder for people to be to work together and totally. corrupt and stuff like that. Well, like, if mean, would, like if it was up to like, like if it was Marshall, myself and Mark and stuff like that, and like, like that's another friend of ours. Like let's say we all were going to run together and stuff like that. Let's say I I wanted to be that piece of shit and I'm like hey guys let's start using that credit card for Airbnbs and to go to like strip clubs and stuff like like it would be a lot more easier to try and convince Marshall and Mark because I'm their friend and stuff like that. Yeah. But if it's some random other person, I'm like, yo, you want to go see some titties and stuff and use it on the R- R- Ryerson credit okay. card? It's like, it's, yeah. it's not going to be like, sorry, my, I don't fly. give a shit about my language anymore, to be honest, because like, I don't know if like it's too, I don't know. Like, yeah. is, language kind of matters. So, can like, we not, can we not do that anymore with the language? Do what? Like foul Maybe, language? maybe well, tone it down a bit. Yeah. Sorry, but like, now, more that titty, a, yeah. now that there's a woman on the show, yeah, please don't speak like that. Thank you. Yeah, it's okay. Um, but yeah, I think that that uh, I wasn't actually at that meeting when they voted on it. Uh, mm-hmm. It was on a Friday night, so I couldn't be there due to uh, religious uh, constraints. But it was. Um, I, I get. I hear both sides of the argument. I think that on one hand, you have a lot more access when you are running as a team with a slate. Uh, you have access to more funding, uh, and you can. I know, like the the RSU. I think they give you. I think it's like, I, I don't know the exact amount. I think it's like 300 per director and yeah. 500 per, I'm mm. totally making that up. I don't know the exact number, right. but when you're a team, you can pull all that money together and then at the end of, you know, yeah. uh, reconcile that afterwards. If you're running as an individual, which is actually ironic because I know that McLean uh, ran as a, um, what's it called? Independent. Independent. And now he's the president. So it's actually kind of ironic, but like, it's, it's very difficult to win if you're not running with a slate and having, you know, all this financial backing and having uh, the team behind you. So I, mm-hmm. I do think like, if you look at um, the engineering society, a lot of my friends are on the board there now and they eliminated slates and it's been running perfectly. They're running great initiatives, great programs. And That's how it should be. Yeah, and I, I exactly totally agree. I totally agree. I think that you know people have a lot of ulterior motives, uh, and especially when they want to get into student politics, and it's unfortunate. And mm-hmm. I know for myself, like I'm not looking to be in a career of politics. Like that's mm-hmm. not where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. So I think for myself, like at this point, I can be very objective when yeah. it comes to the student union. But there's a lot of people, you know, who are planning to go to law school and planning on go, um, becoming, you know, politicians. So for them, like this is for their resume, and and they are making these alliances, and unfortunately, don't have the students' best interest. It's true. I and think uh, it's going to be tough if slates are eliminated. How? What constitutes a slate, and how do you prevent like informal slates? Yeah, if you know what I mean. Um, I, if if I was going to make some propositions, at least it would be like a slate cannot exceed like a maximum number of like two or three candidates or something like that. Or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to properly do it, but like, 
Yeah, it, it'd be weird because like you can have like an unofficial switch. Because like, you could just have knows like a, a vague association. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People just people. assume if you're friends. You know, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. But I think that the motion that was actually proposed at the meeting that you're speaking about, I think it was just not to have. Um, I believe it was director slates were not allowed, mm. or the opposite. But I'm pretty sure it was it was the director slates were not allowed because the directors are really the ones that are governing the executive committee. Mm, true. Um, yeah. yeah. Technically, if we're th- for you know speaking about it honestly. Uh, this year, obviously, that wasn't really happening. I'll, we were kept in the dark for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah. That's but despite that, the directors were the ones who held the executive. Yeah, when, once we were finally, you know, sh- uh, shown the light and and were you know found out about the stuff. Okay, but. so like, like, you, so like, you know the bylaws like very well, I guess, to some degree or uh, kinda a little bit. I would, I know them. I wouldn't say I'm like an expert in them, but yeah. if, if you have a question, yeah, I'm happy to. No, answer. like what I'm saying is like. Like, do you think that the Bible, like, do you think everything needs to be re- like rewritten with all of this bullshit that happened? Oh, 100%. I don't think everything needs to be rewritten. I think that a lot of our bylaws, unfortunately, are a little bit vague. Yeah. Um, and so, like, for example... I was talking with someone else, and I, like, I asked them, and I was like, I'm like, he's like, no, he, the bylaws are strong. And I'm like, no, clearly they're they not. They are strong. I, I don't our financial th- policy, I think, is very strong. Um, I know that last year it was uh, revisited, I think, or okay. it was created last year. I, I'm not too sure about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they're pretty strong. I think that we really need to work on it and make it a lot, uh, not sorry, not on that aspect, certain other aspects, like where there's a lot of room for guessing and for... So uh, you're saying there's a lot of room for improvement then, I guess? Yeah, so. I mean, there's always room for improvement, yeah. um, but definitely... True. Yeah, they're, they're, the whole thing is that this wouldn't have happened. Like these people that, that broke, like that had the credit cards were already breaking the bylaws. Yeah. So I don't think it mattered what the bylaws were. Because mm. at the end of the day, they, they, were gonna break they, them didn't, they didn't have any regard for them anyway. Yeah. And so, it's, it's really funny how the, uh, the GM was fired on yep. day one. Mm-hmm. And that didn't raise any red flags for anybody, anybody yeah. or notably at least. Because I didn't, I didn't even hear about that happening. I mean, it was um, recorded in the eye opener. But I mean, you know. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> You know, yeah, not, you're not <laughs> the their biggest opener. fan. So. It's the eye opener. I don't acknowledge their existence. But, okay, well, um, you know, it's uh, it's it's funny how that wasn't an outrage, how that wasn't all over social well, media. Well, I mean, I think that the, the the way that they were kind of sorry, the way they were reconciling that was saying that they were hiring a uh, HR person. So uh, mm-hmm. yes, okay. And see, this does all sound vaguely familiar, but yeah, at the same time, it's like, you know. That never rang alarm bells for me. I'll admit it. I didn't see it as a concern because I didn't know what the GM did. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, just to get back on track with five minutes left on our <laughs> ma- on our main topic, OSAP. I mean, it's all related um, though because it is. It's all um, uh, but that's why, like, you know, with with this controversy and with the potential for keeping slates like personally that deters me from wanting the money to go to the rsu by itself like i Mm -hmm. like what it funds but do i really want the rsu like board of directors stuff like that is there a way for that to to be you know kind of abolished and just for a couple i i don't know because what do you it feels like slates things. What? Just slates and just the this this huge, you know. Well, it's an organization. Board. That's the well, thing. That's how organizations run. Not just a student union. Any organization has, you know, an executive committee. For sure. I just think, you know, perhaps it shouldn't be necessarily students. It should be like a staff that actually, you know, f- make sure that money goes to the to the to the food bank and to the to the sexual assault survivors line. Like, so you don't think the students that are in charge? Should I be in, really, in personally, I don't know why students should be you know be paid for this because like at like the end in- of the day it is a union and the union does by virtue of it being a union need to be made up of the people it mm-hmm. intends to represent and while i certainly don't agree with the concept of unions really but um <laughs> it is it is tough because you can't just staff it with non-students because that defeats the purpose yeah they're um, not yeah. going to serve our they're not going to serve our needs if yeah. everything goes accordingly i mean so far they haven't really served our needs well, to begin I mean, with I think is that's why i'm saying when it goes accordingly right? i think so. you're also yeah you're you're basing it off of the recent events yeah well no because even that... even even last year the whole you know no no no. i'd rather have i'd rather have the, the like what was the other team like two years ago and elevate I'd rather have them than this year. Like what I, was going on. I just it was just not like a fan of either situation from when yeah. I mean I don't these, know, like, these like financial scandals like they're all terrible when they happen. Yeah. But I honestly think like to say that you know you don't like I get it like you know you don't trust certain people. But like at the end of the day, you're given a budget of however much it is like three million. You're 25 yeah. years old. Like 
you know, you get power hungry and it, it gets to your head. Mm-hmm. Like that year, like that year with like with Elevate that was in charge, like everyone hates them, I guess, because like they were like maybe a bit too left for some people, like even for uh, people that were moderate. But but they did so much. Like they were the people that were making that were giving in all of this money to like the yeah, good food they worked center. really hard. They created with the all of these initiatives and stuff like yeah. that. So it's like they like. Like shit on them all you want for like their views and stuff like that, but they made genuine help to help Ryerson students. Yeah, yeah. and I'm getting to know a lot of you know the folks that ran uh, that were part of that slate, and they're amazing and they do amazing work. And you know we don't have to agree on all the same politics, but mm. they genuinely care about the students, and that yeah. is the That's most what important this should thing. Be about. Yeah. yeah, I mean and to give credit where credit was due, there was uh, no corruptness. Um, at least in uh, in what we can see, mm-hmm. and that's that is important, and that's something we take for granted. Yeah, the yeah. Lack take of, it for granted of corrupt. And uh, you know, you're you're obviously never going to get corruption. rid of of so. corruption, but uh, you know, hopefully, good people will shine through, and hopefully, it'll you know, the yeah. RC will be run by good people. But um, that was our show for this week. Thank you to uh, everyone that tuned in and that uh, messaged us live. A brand new episode of the Rabbin Report will be coming to you uh, next week. Uh, thank you, Tamara, for for joining the show how'd you find your first episode real quick um yeah it was uh my first episode i don't know (laughs) awesome good start so uh we'll be back uh next week uh same day same time same people have a great day everyone